Yo, DJ Curry in the building. What's good? What's good? What's good? You know, I was feeling this song today, y'all. By Mr. Trey Songs himself. And I thought it'd be a good theme song to the to the music that we got going on today. Cause tomorrow is June 15th, 19th. Welcome everybody to the Real Sports Show. I'm tonight. I'm the host, Mark, aka the Bet, and I got my other old steer, DJ Curry himself, live in the building. What's up, yeah. D? What up, bro? What's going on? You know, I thought that was an inspirational theme song that I'm gonna be that we're gonna be using a lot, utilizing a lot more on this show as of going forward, as the month of June is going to settle on the month of June. So you know, because that that song right there gives a lot of inspiration to. You know the things that are going on out there today, right? Right. So, you know, I, I, I like to utilize powerful messages and powerful themes in our show. So, and I know you do too. So, you know, that just all just uplifts me. It uplifts me a lot. That's a pretty good song, right there. Hell yeah, it was by Mr. Trey Songs himself. And if y'all ever heard it, yeah. It's called The 2020 Rise, How Many Times by Trey Songs, everybody. So let's get it cracking, lacking right into our topics at hand today, everybody. So we're going to be talking about today on the live show, our first topic of the album will be Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James and the Players Association on whether the NBA should come back or whether the NBA should just stay closed due to what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the causes that's going on here, and with everything that's going on towards um, basketball just coming back, is it going to be supporting the cause, or is it taking away from the cause? Hmm. Well, if you ask me, it seems like to Kyrie, he seems like it's taken from the cause, meaning... I don't well. I don't understand how it's taken from the cause because you're going back to go play basketball, but at the same time, if you don't play basketball, then you'll be losing out on money as well. Correct. And I don't believe that none of the players will want to lose out on money. Which means if they lose out on money, that means also if the season is lost, the new the CBA that they have will be lost as well. Right. 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 So. I mean, I understand where he's going with it, but I wouldn't advise not restarting the season. It would be wise, too, because when it boils down to it, a lot of the players do not want to lose money. And also, too, is, you know, what you're saying that, too, is I think a lot of players are trying to use, the, you know, use the game as their platform, as a way to create uh, unity, 
from all things. And using this platform, if the NBA does decide to come back and the players do decide to play on the court again down in uh, Florida, you know, down in Miami, I think it was. Down in Miami. It's uh, Orlando. Orlando, I'm sorry, Orlando. And they do decide to go down to Orlando and play again. It's not only it's not going to take away from the cause of what's going on. It's not going to take away from the injustice that's going on in America, or take away from what we're what the marches and the protests are going on about. It's to help create unity. It's to help show that there's on the platform, on TV, something else besides people rioting, besides people alluding. Besides all of the crime rates that are going either up or down in certain states, you know what I mean? It's it it gives them a platform to not only say, hey, we're back. We're trying to make this money, too, as well. But in the same aspect, the breath, though, is I believe that this is going to help teams, players, all united say they're wearing one shirt uh, at a game. They can wear the I can't breathe shirt on the court. They could take a knee during the national anthems. They could show anything on a public stage now but to not, show, you know, what it is that they're taking a stance for. But not and only still that, play the game. Not, not only that, it also could show that, okay, well, all of us as a players association, all of us, we all together as one. That actually could be an example for the world, for the world to be able to come together as one, like we are now. I mean, even at this present time. There's still protests going on. It's still all that's still going on. But at the same time, this is, like you said, a way for them to use their platform to show that they are one and they can actually go from league to league, no matter what the sport is. If we all come together as one, we can all stand up for our nation. Exactly. Use your platform wisely. Use what you have wisely because your voices, our voices do matter. Exactly. Their voices do matter. Their voices make a more. Their voices actually matter more than our actual voices right now because they have a bigger platform than anybody around the country right now. Even though they're even though there are protesters out there right now at the Capitol, or at the uh, outside the White House, or wherever they're protesting at, they're still making noise. They're still making their voices being heard. But how do you get your voices amplified? You take it to the players that's out there. The players are coming together. Some of the players are unifying, are uniting together. Although, like we talked about on the last show that we did um, on uh, Tuesday night, actually the Wednesday show that we posted, you know, we talked about Drew Brees and how his teammates took all offense to what he was saying. But later on, after he apologized, Michael Thomas actually came back and said, hey, man, that's good. I, I appreciate it. That you apologize because you missed the mark on that. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's showing actual unity. That's showing actual a stance that says, okay, yes, he understands that he missed the mark or something. But just that's just to clarify on what we were talking about. I mean, what we were talking about. This whole I, I can understand what Kyrie Irving is coming from too, as well, by not playing because he doesn't want to take it away. But LeBron is saying, let's make this a bigger platform. Exactly. And let's amplify the voice that we have. Yes, utilize our talents that we have and bring this country back together with sports. We've been down, we've been without sports going on now five months without sports. 
I mean, but, I'm sorry, four months without sports. But not just that. Also, mm-hmm. as well, you got to think about it. LeBron is the face of the NBA. Yes, the NBA, the NBA will not move unless LeBron moves. We know this. So if yeah. LeBron say, "Let's go ahead, let's go do what we got to do to show show a united front," that's what they're going to do. The, M- the NBA, the players, everybody, they will move with LeBron. It's that's the thing. Just like back in the day when the NBA was, you know, how it was like in the '80s with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were the forefront in the '80s. Then it yes. switched over to Jordan in the '90s. Yeah. Then through the 2000s, it was Kobe. Yep. And now it's LeBron. Right. So each tech- each decade yeah. has each decade has a name player that's going to be that leader for the entire. Right. That's going to be the face of the NBA. Now after right. LeBron is gone, I believe next will probably be Giannis. I was thinking about. Um... You know, as as much as I don't really say, you know, talk about Kevin Durant, I really don't talk about Steve. We don't really talk about uh, Steph Curry and all of them like that, though, as much on the show. But I believe the next people that will step up to the plate will be Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. I'll have to say it would be Steph Curry that steps up to the plate or will Kyrie Irving step up to the plate and make it really bigger now, um, bigger now, but Kevin Durant will have to be the new well, face of the NBA because he's stepping up to the plate. Yes, he has two championships that, that are questionable. You know, there's some questionable championships underneath his belt, though, but he won two championships and he beat LeBron James both for them. And in that sense of a in that same sense of breath, though, is is that you know, he's right behind LeBron. He's right there after LeBron. So who else would step up to the plate other than Kevin Durant to take over as the face of the NBA? I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But also, too, Kevin Durant can't be hurt. He's hurt right now. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I said I believe, really, I truly honestly believe it, that Giannis will be the next face of the NBA. Because he's already, he's already reigning MVP. So Well, 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 well let, let's say this, though, for example. For example, and sorry, Giannis, I got to say this, though. That's if Giannis can speak well enough English, you know, don't, for that, that long. Don't you don't don't you come for Giannis. <laughs> Giannis Giannis can speak English. I did see a show on uh-huh. NBA TV. Uh-huh. Some of the players, him and some uh-huh. of the players went to jails and they was having a group discussion and he was speaking. He was speaking good English. So you can he, understand he spoke good English? He spoke good English. So you can understand what he was saying. You sure? I'm positive. Because every time he get on TV, I, 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 I'm positive. I'm positive. Don't, so don't, 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 don't you go there. <laughs> if you, if you, matter of fact, I'm going to go this way. If you want him to speak perfect English, then Kevin Durant need to brush his dag on here. How about that? <laughs> well, if you're going to go there, LeBron need to get some dad dad with hair growth on, on, on and, and fix the patches on his head. Fix that uh, hairline. Uh, uh, if you want to go there, if you want to go there, I I ain't got no other. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, then you need to tell James Harden to stop doing all these travels and when he runs to the basket. Well, 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 well if you're gonna go there, then you need to tell uh 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 what's my boy name uh Steph to stop uh uh stop trying to uh, hydroglide all the way to that uh, basket. Man. I don't have nothing to say after that. 
Uh, okay then. Okay then. You know. I you know. I had nothing to say about. Tell Dwight Howard try trying to be Superman because you know he ain't Superman no more. He ain't su- baby Superman no more. He never been baby Superman. He just a small headed <laughs> bama with big shoulders. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though, if you really want to call somebody out, you know what I'm saying. Let McKinley Matumbo come out there and, and be the face of the NBA again. I'm just saying. Let him be the face well, of the NBA. You got to think talk. about it. The Kimbe has never been the face. Back in the days, it was always the dream. Come on now. Well, 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 we know, well, we know that. I'm just saying, though. Well, let let him uh, let him be the face of the NBA for one time frame. Let, let him let him try to make up the uh, uh, be the voice of the NBA. No, no, he's no, the voice. No, 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 no he now no, he'll be the voice of NBA Africa when they do African trips. He he'll be the voice <laughs> for that. But that's about it. I, I'm just saying, though, bro. Let's let's do something. Him, Victor Oladipo, all them people. Mm-hmm. But you know, back, or, back or, to the topic at hand. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the NBA will not move unless LeBron moves. If LeBron is with going to Orlando and getting the season restarted, then that's where the NBA is going to go. It's just point blank. Period. I mean, don't get me wrong. If people ever since this conference call that they had, Kyrie has did a certain. That you got players as riding with LeBron, and then you got players as riding with him. It's like it's a divide. He calls a he calls a riff mm-hmm. when they're supposed to be united, and that's not cool. Well, he was on. Well, at first he was on board. Kyrie was on board with the Orlando thing, but like Kendrick Perkins said, what changed him from um, what changed this thing? Was it because of the protesting that's going on out here, or was it the movement itself that's going on that changed his approach to playing basketball again? Because he's also I think talking it's... about starting up own their own league of basketball and playing in their own separate league. Okay, but just the thing: if you do start that, I mean, what players are going to ride with you and start that with you? Well, they said they had a players' conversation with fifty players. And, I mean, it went from 100 to 50. Then it went. It, then, as Stephen A. Smith was saying on, on on um first take, it went from 50 to 40 and 40 to zero in a day. So it, it's gonna go down the drain just like that, though. But exactly, because nobody is gonna move unless LeBron moves. Right. Come on, now. even Kyrie should know that. Even when they both were on the same team together, who won the MVP? Well, LeBron did, but we okay. all know Kyrie. But we all know Kyrie should have did it because Kyrie did his thing in that seat in that series. Right. We know that. Right. right there in the day, that shows right there. We 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 listen more to LeBron than we would to you. Well, that is true because you know Kyrie Irving was just a he was just like the sidekick of the show when LeBron was a superstar of it. Because as you could tell, before it, LeBron it, even got back to even before LeBron got back to Cleveland, put it this way: LeBron was Batman, he was Robin. Right, but that was before. That was before LeBron came back in there. Kyrie was Batman and trying to run this team, but he couldn't do it. He could not. He still couldn't do it, and he wasn't even able to do it when he was in um, in Boston. He led the team in Boston for a minute, but he still couldn't get the job done in Boston. Now he's with the Brooklyn Nets, and they're doing okay, but he's still getting injured. But look at this, too. 
even though he is with the Brooklyn Nets, who else is there? Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. So who do you think is the bigger star, him or Kevin Durant? It's going to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. So basically, exactly. he got himself in the same situation he was when he was in Cleveland with LeBron. Because he doesn't know how to be the face of a team yet. He hasn't grown to be the face of a team yet. He hasn't grown that. I don't believe he's grown that no. leadership trait to he, be the face of a team yet. That's what it is. He's not He's not ready to be a leader for the team. And you I gotta think about it. You got to think about it. He only played one season in Duke. Right. You got to think about it. He played one season and he went directly to the NBA. Okay. He's never going to – he's not ready to be a leader like LeBron or – well, I can't. Well, KD was the leader when he was at OKC, mm-hmm. but only re- we already know the reason why KD did what he did. He wanted because to get the rings. Russell Westbrook had problems. Exactly. You can't have two people with big egos on the same team. It's not going to work. And <laughs> and to be honest with you, not to throw off top, not to go off topic, but the Rockets are going to find out when it's when they see Russell Wilson and James Harden. They're going to find out. It's going to be the same thing in Houston. Well, it it, it kind of showed, but when you got two ball head, when you got two ball heavy type players that always got to make a play, they got to have a ball in their hands to make a play. If you're not a pass first person like John Wall is, Russell Westbrook is not always a pass first person. He likes to go in there and score the points. He likes to get the points. He, he likes, likes to, to take the game there. over. Exactly. He likes to take the game over. That's his so, thing. He's and James a, Harden do too. Exactly. James Harden will shoot all three pointers just like he did the last time when they went up against Golden State the first um the first three time frames. He was shooting all threes instead of taking it to the post and getting these people in foul trouble. Exactly. Where have you ever seen when have you ever seen just Jordan or Kobe always just taking three point shots on the court in a game that really matters? Exactly. They don't exactly. take all three-point shots like that. They don't do all that kind of stuff. They'll take you in the lane, post you up in the lane, or shoot a fadeaway jump shot, or they'll box you down, or they'll, um, they'll uh, take you down into the post and score you in the post. But we're living in the age of the three-point world, though. Not to go off topic, though. We're in the age of the three-point world. Right. So, whereas Kyrie Irving is the guy that drives the ball to the basket, you know, Russ is not a guy that he'll drive the ball to the basket and pick up a couple fouls, though, but he's ball top heavy. Kyrie Irving is a pass first player, but also, too, is he likes to get his points, too. He likes to average 36 points a game. Basically, if I put it, if you look at it, Kyrie is just like John Wall and John Wall is just like Kyrie. They both can score, but they both can dish out the assist, too, and get exactly. their team involved. Exactly. Get their team involved. Kyrie mm-hmm. won't floor. Kyrie can't flourish unless he has a team that not only they work together, but he can get the ball and distribute for the team to score points. Just like the Wizards, as we saw when John Wall got hurt, and you saw how we played through the season. Right. Okay, we had some okay point guards, you know, that was doing anything to help, you know, keep the team going. Right. But. You're going to notice the difference when John Wall does come back, and you're going to see the difference when John Wall gets in the game. He knows how to take over when he needs to. Yeah, but at the same time, he knows he got the weapons around him as well. You got a deadly shooter in Bradley Bill. Yes, you de- you got a big man in Thomas Bryant. Yes, 
you got well you got Mo Mo Wagner who can shoot the three. You got um uh what's his name? Uh uh You got uh, the other other cat that can shoot the three that was in a three point contest. Ah, uh, shoot, I can't think of his name. You got him. So it's like you have John Wall has the weapons around him when he comes back. And then on top of that, the point guards that are on those that are on the squad at the same time, if some of them are still on the squad, we know we got some capable backups that when John Wall needs a rest, they can step right in and keep it going. Exactly. So what my thing is is this to get back on top of just for a second here. Kyrie, yeah, you're trying to be that face. But when you're trying to be that face of an organization, even though you're the president, you're you're one of the. Uh, I think you're one of the pre- uh, executive director of the players' organization. You no, know he's not. Man. He's not. He's the executive. The, no, the executive director of that is a lady. I can't think of her <clears> name. <throat> he's something up there on the players' association. He's up there, but he's not like in a heavy position. Okay, but even being up there as a player, anyway. You know what I mean? You still going up against the players' association is still going up against one man and one man only. That's LeBron James and Chris Paul, to be exact. Yeah, Chris Paul is the president. Yeah, right. If Chris Paul say, you know, hey man, we want to start the season up again. LeBron is down with it. You got the White Howard, who is technically just washed up. The White Howard. You know what I'm saying? He's technically just really washed up, just playing wherever he can play at now. And so he just retires. He, I don't believe he's going to get a ring unless LeBron and him go get a ring this year. That'll be his only time frame he'll get a ring. If they, if they miraculously win this year, championship, if the league starts back up this year and they go out there and ball out, they might have a chance to win the, uh, the championship at the end of this year. They might have a chance to win this year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Depending on who comes out the East, whether it's Giannis, or maybe even the Wizards got a spot chance to go out the um, – Well, come out the I don't East. know. I don't really know about it, us because I believe John Wall is healthy enough to play, but I don't think he's going to come out and play. So it's kind of iffy for us. Right, right. It's kind of iffy. But either way, still, though, it, it, it comes down to Toronto. It comes down to Boston. I mean, it comes down to the 76ers, but it, it definitely well, – it, it really will come down to – But I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. L.A., the, the, the Lakers are going to have competition. With the and you know, and you know, Yeah, exactly. So, I wouldn't just yet give the Lakers the championship just yet because if it comes down to the Western Conference Finals, yeah, they might wind up seeing the Clippers. And if they see the Clippers, you know how that's going to go. That's gonna go to a game seven, a pivotal game seven, of course. So we we'll have to see. We're gonna see what's gonna transpire next month. We'll see. Yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely see how it goes down, though. But the league is trying to start. That means Adam Silver will have to come out of pocket to even play these, pay some of these players to actually go play on the court if they don't start up the league again this year. Yep, a new CBA gonna have to be compiled again and it's like it's just disaster if we don't have a season it's money that's going to be gone exactly and that's money that they cannot recuperate after this year i'm gonna give you this little nugget i don't know if you heard about it okay i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you this little nugget that i that i came that i saw okay 
So if say if the league does start, right? Right, 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 right. Now, of course, when the league starts, players will get paid. You know, they get their salaries, whatever. Right, right, so right. So if a single person misses six games, they're going to lose eight point six in salary, and they're going to get an eight point six salary reduction. Okay. If they miss six games, now right. If they miss eight games, it's going to drop down to fifteen. It's going to go up to fifteen point one percent salary reduction. Okay. So with that right there, do you really think players are going to want to miss money? Well, well, like I said though before, and I'll say this again: nobody wants to miss out on their money. Okay, I'll say this again: nobody really wants to miss out on their money. So, whereas we used to see players not playing on the court or in a, in a, in a home or a, in away games and stuff like that, though, they wasn't always mm-hmm. playing on the court and they wasn't trying to do this, that, and the third. They may take off maybe six or seven games from away uh, in away games because they don't feel as though they need to play in all these games like that because they was really talking about shortening up the NBA season, period, from 82 games to about 72 games every season and which I still find that bias because it's 80 it's either 82 or 83 game stretch if your body if you're not conditioned to play basketball for straight 83 games and even in some of the back-to-back games that you had to play why did you join the league in the first place all these great players besides like all these great players that ever came out there and played either played at least the minimum of 75 games or they played a lot more games than anybody else. I mean, they played like exactly 83 games throughout the season, uh-huh. including the playoff games. Now, now players might rest up, which we all know during the playoff time frames, when the playoffs come around, they want their players to rest up, get healthy. That's the same thing in the NFL. They might miss out in week 17 no players would strap. No first string players will ever play in a uh, week seventeen game if they got a first. If they if they're playing in the playoffs the next day or the next weekend or so, nobody will put their first string starters out there in the game like that to get them hurt or anything in that nature. But is it wise enough for players to miss certain games just because they're not they're not injured but they want rest? Right. You know what I'm saying. So. Why is it that they believe that they could take off a few games here and a few games there because they need rest? You didn't have four months of rest now. You should be well rested and ready to go. Now I remember I pitched to you one time frame before in a show in a show prior to this. I think it's back in season one. I think I pitched to you, and I no, I think it was season two. I pitched an idea to you about the regular season games when they was talking about showing the NBA season up. That they should have maybe they should NBA should take off two weeks. Um, they should take off two weeks, get ready to go, and that that'll be during uh all star break. They should take those two weeks off, start the season back up in March, and continue to go from there, right? What is your take on that? You think that's still good? You think that's still, I mean, not fair or fair? Um, well, as you see, they already had their break. <laughs> Pretty much, like they had their break, and right? They get ready if everything goes well. Then, like I said, they get ready to start. Was it July thirty first? Right. So they had their break in between to get do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. So 
come time where the season starts, they should be well rested. We will hope so. Well, and then on top of that, we will see who's really in condition to see who's really been doing what they're supposed to been doing throughout this time since they've been off. Because even though a season might not be starting right when then and there, you still have to get your body prepared. Exactly. The real the real athletes will continue to keep grinding and do what they have to do to stay prepared. Now I've to seen LeBron James eat a lot of Taco Tuesdays. Of course, but I guarantee you, he's in the he's in the gym all the time. I don't know. He might be a little slower than he was the first time we saw him. I doubt it. <laughs> I highly, I highly doubt it. It's been a lot of Taco Tuesdays. You, you know the saying. You know the saying. What's stay ready so you don't stay ready so you'll never have to get ready. Okay. But you know, like I said, it's been Taco Tuesday at the Bronx. Okay. It's Taco Tuesdays in my house too. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm still I'm still prepared for whatever's gonna have to happen. That's factually true. That's factually true. All right, man. So let's shift a little gears here, man. Um let's talk about Jamal Adams, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about him, man. All right. So he requested a trade from the the uh the New York Jets today. And you want you want me to start this? I I'll let you kick it off. But let me get the viewers. Let me let, let, let I mean I said viewers again. People got me saying viewership. Let me let the people know what's going on here. Jamal Adams has requested a trade from the Jets today. And he says he does not mind going towards the uh 49ers. Well, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and I believe it was the Seahawks. And I, I give you the list. I give you the list. Go ahead. It's the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Cowboys, Texans, Eagles, 49ers, and Seahawks. Those are the seven teams he wouldn't mind going to to play for. Okay. Now it was a report that came out saying he will he was not interested in being traded to the Redskins. I've heard that um now see I, I'm kind of appalled by that because I wouldn't mind seeing him as a Redskin to be the other safety with Landon Collins. That is so much true. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's fine. Okay. I, whatever. Cool. But this is the this is what I see it. Jamal Adams right now is in the top three of all of NFL safeties playing right now. He's in the top three. He's a great player. That's true. He's a great player. He got drafted number six overall from L. He's from DBU, LSU. Okay. The best safety I have seen since, what, Sean Taylor? That is so true, though, but everybody can't come here and be Sean Taylor. Best, yeah, he's the best thing I've seen since Sean Taylor. So, mm-hmm. But that being said, he's a great player. But now, if you really look at it and analyze between all these teams, what would be a great fit for him? Let's see. Let's start with the Chiefs. You already have the Honey Badger there. Yeah. Okay. So, if he goes to, say, like he does go to the Chiefs, you got him and the Honey Badger. Who's going to play free safety? Who's going to play strong safety? Well, I think the Chiefs are already set. I mean, they won a a Super Bowl without Jamal Adams. But they're set. They're ready to go. But 
at the same time, acquiring him wouldn't hurt either. That would boost up the secondary even more. That would, though, but that'll also cause, like you said, a lot of confusion. With, with no. certain, that, that'll cause confusion, though, because, like you said, who's going to play the safety, who's going to play the free safety position in that spot? Because they both look like they play can play both safety positions. But don't they already have a safety on their team? Yeah, that they got, didn't do that bad last year. Yeah, they got the honey badger. Yeah, they got the honey badger and some and, and another free safety that didn't do that bad last year. Their defense is rocking. Defense was solid, even though they lost Rashad Breland and Kendall Fuller. Because Rashad Breland is in talks with the well, he's in trouble right now too. So we yeah, he, he, we're him. not going we're not going to bring it up. We he's not, not going to be a risk. We're not even going to say that. Yeah, because at first he was well before Dummy got in trouble. He was a uh, target for the Redskins. Yes, he was. He was a target for the Washington Redskins to come back to Washington though, and we needed that uh, that cornerback presence in Washington though, because when he was in Washington, he wasn't that bad of a of a corner. He got beat on certain plays though, but he was he was a he was better than what we had in the recent years. He was a lot quicker than some players that we're not going to name anymore because I have some feelings towards that, though, but I'm not going to talk about it. Well, I am going to discuss it a little bit. Josh Norman, I believe, should have switched over to the safety position and been over there with, um, what's his name, uh, Landon Collins. You should have switched Josh Norman to the safety position, made him a little bit fat. I mean, shrunk him down a little bit or buffed him up a little bit more. Switched them over there, boarded Bashad Breeland back in there. That way you have every position in the backfield covered. The but secondary has always been questionable. I don't, I don't like that. Because the reason why I don't like that, because the same way Josh Norman was getting burnt as a corner, he would get burnt as a safety. I don't believe that. I do. Because I do. I'm I'm going to tell, no, I'm I'm tell, tell you how I really feel about it. At the end of the day, when Josh Norman first got here, he played okay What maybe the first two seasons. Whatever. But at the end right. of the day, only reason why he came here was because of the money. That is true. That's our downfall. We always give these so-called top players all this money, and then when they get here, they play like garbage. That is true. That is true. But like I said, though, I'm, 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 need, I need, agree with need, need I need? Do I need to go into the list? I, I can agree. I, I agree with you on that one. Albert Hainsworth. No. Uh, Jason... Jason, what was it? Jason Taylor, Adam Archuleta, yeah, yeah, Deion Sanders, exactly. All these yeah. so-called name, well-named people that can play, got to Washington and played like garbage. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I use prime time lightly though because you know when the Dallas games, but prime showed up in there and, and kind of every other little bit of other games. He ain't showed up when we played against Dallas. I don't know why, and then, you know, I don't really know why, though. But Prime got his money, Prime got his time in Washington, and then he moved on. But I still believe that Josh Norman was could have been effective if we – he could have been more effective at the uh, at that safety position because, as we've seen before, we switched D'Angelo Hall to the safety position. Okay. And he was – he was very good at that's, the safety position. That's D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall is better than Josh Norman. 
Well, we know that. And okay, we so D'Angelo Hall, really, really Hall can make that transition just like Charles Wilson did. They can make that transition. Right, can make but I, I don't see Josh Norman transitioning from a cornerback to a safety. I just can't see it. I, I, I know you can't see it, but I'm just – I I guess I was a big advocate for him being on the team, just still being on the team. Because, I mean, and, and even still, though, with the cultural change that we have in D.C. now – you know, what I mean, it had been a it had been a benefit to him to staying on the team than going to I think he went to Buffalo for for under the contract that he had now. Yeah, he flew for a year. He signed a one year eight million dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. So, in my own in my own personal opinion, I think it would have benefited him for him to stay here for and, and tried it out. If we tried it out with him for at least four weeks. Tried it out in the preseason a little bit, though, and if we didn't like it, take them off the team kind of deal. We can kick them off the team after that. You know, but in the same aspect of Brett, though, is moving forward, Jamal Adams would make a good fit for our team for a minute, but if he doesn't want to come here, I don't want a player that don't want to come here. Exactly. But I don't want to. Okay. Now, you were saying – as far as Jamal Adams, I'm going to tell you what team will be an issue for him. And that's, go- and that's okay. going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Reason why I say that? Because you mm-hmm. already know why. You already got Earl Thomas there. Yeah. So how would you think him, how would you think Jamal Adams and Earl Thomas will get along in that backfield? They really wouldn't. Do you think? Do you think Jamal Adams? Well, you already got Earl Thomas there. Do you think Earl Thomas will look at it as okay? They bring a Jamal Adams here because he can look at it in two ways. Okay, he's coming here on the trade. Do that mean my days are numbered as the top safety on this team? That's one. Right, that's one way right. he's going to look at it as a competition thing. Okay. And then the second thing is, or. Is this the other safety that I'm used to playing with, like a Cam Chancellor type? Is this what I'm finally getting again? Where I have somebody that knows what I do and knows what I'm going to do, so he knows what to do when he sees what I'm doing. You know, you can slice that up 50-50 because, you know, Jamal Adams... He's gonna wanna he's gonna wanna be out there and shine like a star. He's gonna take the spotlight off of Earl Thomas. He's gonna wanna try to do that. And I believe that he's gonna try to do that as much as humanly possible because he's getting the spotlight now as a Jet. And the Jets haven't really done anything lately at all, period, but they were okay on defense. They were okay on defense last year. They wasn't that bad. They wasn't too bad, but they were okay, not bad. Okay, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but with Jamal Adams coming over to Baltimore, I don't. I would have saw that trade, but but that's just like if he if he goes to. But I'm a, well, I'm gonna be honest with you though. Mm-hmm. Earl Thomas was not the player that everybody thought he was, you know, when he came out of college. But it took Cam Chancellor to get him. For him to play, but to play well, if you notice that when he had Cam Chancellor, yep. when he had Cam Chancellor as his other safety, he played lights out. 
Now you seen not saying he didn't do good with Baltimore because he did have a good season, but as you can tell, he wasn't flying to the ball like he normally would when he has when he had Cam Chancellor. He looked like right, a whole total right. different safety. So that's why I said if so happens Jamal Adams does go to Baltimore, like I said, he's going to look at it one of two ways. Either that's going to be competition or that's going to be the Cam Chancellor he's been looking for since Cam Chancellor retired. Well, I, well, I think that you're going to get, if that does happen, I think you're going to get maybe – you're gonna, you have to, you as Coach John Harbaugh will have to do. He's gonna have to separate the lessons to two evils. Is he gonna? Is are you gonna make him the star of the show, or are you gonna make him the 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 uh, co-star of the show? Because Earl Thomas has been here, and he's 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 in Baltimore. They had a productive season last year. Yeah. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. They had a productive season last year. Now. As far as John Harbaugh is going to have to do to put that team together, that defense together, and the defense coordinator is going to have to put that team together if they do acquire Jamal Adams on that team, he's going to have to play the co-star. He's going to have to be able to, like you said in the second part, he's going to have to be able to be that, that blind side protection for him. And I, I use blind side protection to say he's going to be another camp chancellor for him to play better. He's going to have to be that shining light to pick up Earl Thomas when he falls. You understand what I'm saying? I got you. But to elaborate on what you're saying, also, too, with Jamal Adams being there, it will enhance his role even more because you got to think about it. Every now and then, this past football season, Earl Thomas now and then. With Jamal Adams being in the background, in the back with him, he knows that he has a safety that's capable of covering that can intercept the ball and can deliver the hits. So at the end of the day, if he has to go blitz, he knows it's a safety back there that can still handle it when he has to go blitz. Earl Thomas didn't do that a lot this past football season. There wasn't a other safety back there that would do it. But not saying that they don't have one because, like I said, their, their defensive backfield is talented too. And that is another candidate that's there that – I like that came from Alabama that plays there, which is Humphreys, Marlon Humphreys. Yeah, he could be that yeah. safety, uh, the safety that could be put back there with Earl Thomas too. Even though he was drafted, he was a cornerback, but they, you know, I think he does play safety a little bit. But okay, he's that type. Like they use him as a hybrid, like um, Deion Buchanan. Okay. You know, Deion Buchanan could play linebacker and safety and right. corner a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They use them as a hybrid, yeah. so I think that's what they have there. That's what they have Marlon Humphreys doing in Baltimore. But right. at the end of the day, if they do get Jamal Adams there, not saying – I'm not saying he wouldn't be a good fit in Baltimore. He would be a good fit. But the thing is, is how would, they, how would their egos collide together to make that team better on the defensive front, you know what I'm saying, on the defensive side of the ball? I agree with that. I agree with but that. Too. It's it's pros and cons to it. But if if yeah. I had to go out, I would say Baltimore would be a good spot for him. I mean, that's a com- that's I, a more complete team. If I had to go out with anything, I would say 
I would put him in the backfield with uh in, in San Francisco. For real, for real. Well, yeah, because they don't they don't have the a well known safety. They had Jaquad wasn't it Jaquiz Tart or Jaquay Tart. They had him something like him, that. some other guy. You know, the last time the 49ers had a solid safety was when they drafted uh Taylor Mays. Mm-hmm. No, I mean not drafted, because Taylor Mays got drafted by the Bengals. But he get he got traded from the Bengals over to San Francisco. And that was there. Yeah. Taylor Mayers was a good safety until he got out of the league. So I think San Francisco would be a good fit for him if he does get traded to anywhere. San Francisco would be a good a good pickup spot for you. I say a draft pick and a player or a couple draft picks to the Jets so that, that way they can rebuild that backfield up as well. Yeah, because they would need to get another dominant safety to put on that defense. Yeah. Exactly. So we're in agreement with San Francisco. I'm still gonna say Baltimore. Okay. I'm still gonna say Baltimore. Okay. But we'll see in the time coming. So stay tuned. The Real Sports Show. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So in breaking news today, um, there's been a little bit of breaking news on Josh Gordon. Yes. Um, Josh Gordon has applied for reinstatement to the NFL today. Applying that, you know, he's back on track. He got his head on right again. Uh, he had some family issues on the sideline, what I'm reading. Uh, as we all know, Josh, uh, Josh Gordon played um, wide out, um, the wideout play for the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots last season. He caught 27 passes for 426 yards and one touchdown in 11 appearances in six in New England and five in Seattle. Mm-hmm last season so going forward he says installed the right he's um he's installed the right team around him i'm sorry i'll read it from the top josh had an elapsed because of his brother death of his brother's death right. keener said but since that time he has realized how important it is to, for him to take the right steps do what's proper and understand how to manage these issues he has installed the right team around him to make sure that he's on the right path. He understands he's been given every chance. He looked forward to making the most of this. All right. Now, now, while the NFL has implemented new rules on marijuana use, Gordon will reportedly still be subject to previous standard for reinstatement. Yeah, of course. Which is, which is going back to say that he will be piss test every, after every game, or every two games, okay. he's going to get pissed at. Right, he's supposed to. Right. All right. For substance abuse. Let, let, me, let, me, let me talk about it. So, okay. Josh Gordon, we know he has a off-the-field issues. A tr- exactly. Troubled off-the-field issues. Yes. To be honest with you, if we could see the Josh Gordon that was the number one receiver in Cleveland – I think I don't remember the year. I think it was 2011 or 2012, one of those years. Okay. He had 1,600 and I believe it was 1,686 yards that season. Okay. Top receiver in the league. If we can get the Josh Gordon like that to come back and ball out, most undoubtedly he will be, he will have to build it back up, but more undoubtedly, it would be like he had never left. And I still see he has that big play p- 
potential like he did back then in his Cleveland days. I see that. He has his okay. he has his flashes, but the thing is, he has to get like he said. He he said that he has the proper team around him now. Mm-hmm. We're going to see, but not just the proper team around you. Whatever team you get on, they you need to have. They gotta get their support too. Right. It's a bro- like the NFL is basically a brotherhood. So it really is, though. So. Not only he has the the proper team around him, but whatever team he plays for, they have to be around him too. But and he has to and right. he has to be open. You can't you know how you have some players that they go and play, like prime example, Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. He comes in and plays this he has this facade that, you know, he was living let's just say he was living a double life. Right. And nobody in the Patriots knew about anything. They didn't know about this other side. All they knew was he was a quiet kid coming out of Florida. You know, he could play football. He could catch. He's athletic. Whatever. That's all they knew. Right. 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 Now, what they didn't know is he had this other side to him that he's a murderer. You know, stuff like that. They, they, I mean, we you you're right. You're absolutely right. We didn't know that. We did. Was, uh... We didn't know none of this. Right. And nobody knew that he committed a murder and played a whole football season while he committed this murder. Played a whole football now, season. Now, what I believe, if we're correct, not to go off topic, just go off topic just for two seconds. I believe he was acquitted of one charge, wasn't he? He was acquitted for the. Let me see which was it. I think it was the. Was he acquitted of a charge? I think no. He was, he was found not. One. He was found not guilty for the killing. He was found not guilty for that killing that he used the truck for when he killed the brother and somebody else in that nightclub. And right, he was right. with uh, his other friend that he shot in the face. Yes, he was found. He was going to be found guilty on. No, that. he was found not guilty on that one. Okay, it was one thing that he was going to be found guilty on, but he but he killed himself before it can even happen. No, it wasn't. No, that wasn't what happened. He was guilty of the old Odin, Odin Lloyd murder. He was guilty of that. Reason why okay. he was guilty of that because everything that was on the crime scene basically led to him, from the footprint to the shell casings, the gum. It's pretty much everything pretty much that was everything. at the crime scene. And then on top of that, you had video showing you that you came when you first left, you didn't, you know, you had a gun or whatever. It showed you going, coming in with the gun and you taking it downstairs. Right. And it also shows that your fiance at that time you t- went down there to get whatever was in that case and taking it. You told her to get rid of it. Right, right, right. So basically, you know you murdered the guy, but at, oh, of course. But at the same time, nobody knew that all the events leading up to that. Nobody knew that he had CTE. And you know that, and 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 we can shine light on that even more later on. Down yeah, we'll talk about, about later on. But we're just trying. To, I'm just trying to make the comparison with him and Josh Gordon now. Yeah, Josh Gordon, I don't believe in no, no, he didn't lead a double life. I mean, he just had a problem with marijuana. So he used marijuana right. to cope with his problems. But at the same right. time, 
Aaron Hernandez did too, because he got caught. He failed three drug tests while he was in college for marijuana. He, did. yeah, he absolutely did. He was smoking a lot so, of weed in college. So and they NFL. both share that type of relationship with the marijuana. But with Josh Gordon, it's like he needs the marijuana to cope for everything that he does. So right for him, he has to. For one, he needs to want to do better for himself. He mm-hmm. has to definitely get his mind together to go through the mental strain of an NFL season. Yeah. Because it's not, honestly, it's not so many, they're not going to keep taking you back time after time. Eventually, they're going to be like, just know all together. Right. So right now needs to be the time that he needs to change what he does. He needs to get his mind solely on football and he needs to get it together. Because right now, I don't know how much money he has, if he has any money at all. Because you got to think about it. We don't know the type of money, his financial situation. But if he want, if he has a messed up financial situation right now, he really needs to take into account that he has to be responsible and get himself together so he can get this financial gain that he needs. I, I would definitely have to agree with that one. But I, I would love, like, honestly, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not against bringing him back. Bring him back. But he just needs to get to a team and a place where the culture is different. That a culture will welcome him with open arms and also he needs a culture that he could be open with. Right. So where do you think Josh Gordon should go? <sighs> Let's see. What's up? What's some team be a good fit for him to go? I mean, to be honest with you, I understand like we're not we want to evaluate the wide receivers that we have, I get that. But at this point in time with Josh Gordon being in the situation he's in, you can get him for dirt cheap. Because nobody's going to nobody's going to jump out and pay him millions of dollars. Like nobody's going to jump out and be like, "Okay, here, we're going to give you one year, 5 million." Nah, that's not going to happen. After they give him 2 million, that's not going to happen. But at the same time, he needs that that team that's going to be like Look, we welcome you in, but this is gonna be our it's gonna be our rules, this is this. You know what I'm saying? So and I believe Ron Rivera will be a good place. So I believe being with us will be a good spot for him. He already showed with the Patriots, he did what he did with the Patriots. So you know he can't go back there. Can't go back. I think I don't I think Tampa Bay will get fit. Well t- why, cause they got Tom there. Yeah, I think Tom Brady and Josh Gordon, they did a pretty hell of a good job. That's the reason you know together. that's the reason why he had the touchdown this season, because he got it from Tom Brady. Exactly. So I I, I mean believe... that will be okay, but it's it's not up to Tom Brady. That's Bruce that's right. Bruce Arians team. That's not up to Tom Brady. But Bruce Arians don't take a lot of bullshit from nobody neither. Yeah. I don't see I don't see him going there. But I would see him saying us or Let's see what's some team. LA. Nah, I wouldn't want him. Which one? The Rams or the Chargers? The Chargers. Could be. Could be. The Chargers need a wide receiver. Well, no, not, that, not, that, not really. Because the Chargers have good wide receivers. You forgot they got Keenan. I mean, they got Keenan Allen I mean, and Mike Williams. So they're good as far as receiver wise. And the reason why I say well, what Tampa Bay they, they can use a good slot. He's not a slot receiver. I know, but you could develop him into one. He's not he's not a slot receiver, and he's not gonna to want to go into no team want to play slot. That's just not gonna happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause, pause. Let, 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 let's take this. He's not gonna to wanna to 
part out of it. You want to get back in the NFL, right? I understand that. You take the job that you I get. understand that. <laughs> That's point blank and simple. I, until, you can okay. develop, until you can show somebody okay. in the NFL that you can so do you, something positive, so you, want, you take the job that you get. So you want to go there, right? Okay. What do you think they're going to do with Kaepernick? You think Kaepernick will be a star? Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait nah, a minute. Wait a minute. You, Paul, you took it there. Paul, you took it there. Hold up. You took it there. Hold up. Wait Kaepernick, Ooh. Kaepernick wants to come back into the league, not to be no second string. He wants to start. You really think a team's gonna give him a starting job? Hell no. Wait. Hell. Wait no. a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Hell no. That was the next. Because that's the first thing. That, that's the first thing he gonna say. I want to be a starting quarterback when I come back, and no team is gonna want to be to bring him there to be a starting quarterback. He's gonna be a backer. Everybody knows. Wait that. a minute. Wait a minute. Pause. 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 Because that was the next topic we was gonna bring up on this show. Oh. Okay, so now that we're tying this into this topic mm-hmm. here, okay, we're tied in together. Because mm-hmm. our next topic on the show was going to be Colin Kaepernick, though. But before we, before I go into Colin Kaepernick, did we not call that number one first live on the Realist Sports Show that Colin Kaepernick was going to get a tryout or that we thought that he might be fitted better in L.A. with the Chargers, number one on the show? No, we say we get a trial, but we ain't know exactly where he would go. We said he was going to go to um, – we ain't say the Chargers. It was another team that we said. No, we said the Chargers. Did we say the Chargers? I said the Chargers. I don't know. I got to listen to the last show, but – I mean <laughs> – Everybody go back lie. and listen to the last I, show. I'm not going to lie. They said that they would bring him in. He's on the list of players that, that they're going to bring in for workouts. That's what it said. But that don't necessarily mean he's going to be on the team. Well, we don't know that. But either way, still, but, though, that's not even the but point. But they though. do have a quarterback issue in L.A. They do. Because Philip Rivers is gone, and next in line is Tyrod Taylor. So Tyrod Taylor, it could either be Tyrod Taylor or Cam Newton. Well, nobody even talking about Cam. Cam is, is a non-factor right now because I don't know right. who's going to sign Cam. So he's not even – not to blast him like this, but not to, you know, talk bad because Cam Newton is a great player when he's healthy. But – as of right now, he's a non-factor. So if if if, if I had to pick, so here's my here's my thing here. Here's my thing here. If I had to pick, and if I had to guess, uh, before I get back on topic with the uh, Josh Gordon and 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 and, and um, Kyler Kaepernick situation, if I had to guess, and I'm really going to guess with this one, and I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw my uh, hat into the bag with this one. I'm going to put it like this. If Cap goes to L.A. to the Chargers, I do highly believe that Jacksonville will go pick up Cam Newton because they have a quarterback issue in Jacksonville right now. They have a quarterback issue because they don't know which quarterback is going to stay healthy. Garner Minshew is just the backup quarterback. No, he's that not. Can get you through, he can get you through a couple games. Garner Minshew is the starter. I know, but he can get you through a couple games. But is he going to be that starter to help change this organization around? I do not think so. Well, he was that, think- he was that starter when uh, Nick Foles got hurt in the, in, in, the, in the first game. That is very much so true. But in the same token of breath, though, is he's not that quarterback. I don't believe he's that quarterback that can get you over that hump when come playoff time frame. Well, I think Cam, if anybody, if anybody goes get Cam, I believe it's going to be either L.A. if they don't take Kaepernick 
it's going to be L.A. or the Jacksonville Jaguars to take Cam. Well, guess what? If they don't take – what's up? If that's the case, right, and you narrow down between them two, it's going to most likely be yes. L.A. because look who is the coordinator in Jacksonville. Jay Gruden. Exactly. And who did Jay Gruden did not want to be the starting quarterback for the team? Nick Foles? It was RG3, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what type of skill set does Cam Newton have? The same skill set RG3 has. But better than – but better. No. I ain't going to say better because if we really narrow it down, RG3 got a stronger arm than Cam Newton. He's faster than Cam Newton. So, no. Don't even go okay, there. Okay, I can, If you want to talk there. about speed – okay, if you want to talk about speed and arm, yeah, okay. RG3 is better. But when RG3. RG3 went up against Cam Newton, who won that game? What games that we played them? Was that 2015? 2012. 2012. Yep. Who won it? Let's talk about it. I don't know, but who made the playoffs? Uh, uh, K- I mean, RG3 did. Exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's all that matters. Okay. Okay. Who but, it? It but who went to a Super Bowl? RG3 or Cam? Cam did. Okay, well, then that's all that matters. All right, so who's, here's another question. Who won it? Who won the Super Bowl? Neither one of them. So it don't matter. <laughs> it's always a way we not even, But who made it there in the first place, though? Oh, of did course. Did RG3 make it there or did Cam, Cam make it You got to think about it. Cam had a miraculous season this season. You got to think about okay, it. Okay, then. And, so who but, made it and who didn't? But look who he look who helped him make it there. Rod Rivera. Exactly. It's all, my, it's all about the type of scheme that you have for quarterbacks to flourish. But you had Mike Shanahan on your team. You had Mike Shanahan as a coach. So that wasn't Jay Gruden on that team. It wasn't. But at least Mike Shanahan gave him a chance. He did. But even this way still, though, he knew damn well. Mike Shanahan knew damn well that RG3 was not ready for that next season to come back that next season. No, he knew no. damn well. I'm not, no, I'm not even going to say Everybody not, knows damn no. well that RG3 was not ready to play that year. I'm going to retract that, that statement. I'm going to retract that statement. He knew RG3 was ready to, re, to come back and play after that Ravens game. He only missed that one game, which was Kirk Cousins filled in and started against the Browns. And then he came back that following game. If you want to, RG3 had a brace on his leg that entire dude, season. Let, no, he didn't. Let's be real. When he got hurt, when RG3 first got hurt, it was a okay. game against the Ravens. He was scrambling, and Haloti Nada hit him directly in the leg. Knocked him the fuck out. Got you. Exactly. So his knee was already jacked up then. Okay. Right. Now, with that type right. of knee injury, he missed a week. Am I wrong or am I right? You're right. And who started that game against the Browns? Kurt. Exactly. So after that, correct me if I'm wrong, after that, what happened the following week? RG3 was back in the lineup, right? Correct. Now, we all knew who should have who started the rest of the season. Kurt. Exactly. But RG3 being the so-called Superman and wanting to be out there to be with his teammates, got himself hurt some more. Facts. Now, let's skip from there. He finished the season out. Thank God he didn't get hurt. Praise the Lord. He didn't get seriously hurt during the rest of the season. Now, let's get to the playoff game. You knew his leg was hurting because he scrambled one time and got hit and he was limping. Wrong or right? Facts. Okay. Now, after that, we was up 14 donuts. 
Am I wrong? In 2012, yes. We was up 14 donuts. We were. And you saw he's limping around hurting. Mm-hmm. He saw the doctor and everything. My question to you, why the hell did they let him back in the game? Kurt should have finished that game. See, I was see, you was talking about 2012. I was talking about 2013. Oh, oh, that following season, he didn't come back that fast. The 2013 to 2014 season. The 2013 season, the 2014 season, that season right there. Well, I'm gonna call it the 2013 season because that's what year they were playing in. Everybody knew good and goddamn well RG3 was not ready and prepared for 2013. No, I get that, but what I'm telling you is all the events that happened to that, that's why I'm relaying, even though it was the 2012. Oh, I got you. oh, 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 no, 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 hold, hold, oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I understand where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. Don't get the picture twisted. I understand where you're coming from. But where I'm coming from with this is, you knew good and goddamn well. Oh, of course. RG3 was not of ready course. 2013 of to play. But So if he had set out half of 2013 and came back 2014 ready to go and play, he would have had a better shot in 2014 than he did in 2013 because he was nowhere near clear and ready to go in 2013. But like you said, though, he wanted to play Superman. He wanted to play Freddy, and got leaked out on Elm Street every game in 2013. Mm-hmm. He got leaked out. And why did, and but why did he get leaked out? Because he kept running his mouth. Exactly. Now, and nobody was trying to block for him that year. Now, if you really want to talk about it, let's even go back. Yeah, think about it, too. That wasn't the only time he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL in college. Exactly, in the other knee. So both of his legs is already damaged. Pretty much. But, not to excuse it, but like I said, let's go back on topic of what we was talking about. As we see, like I said, Colin Kaepernick, he ha- he wants to get back into the league, but he has that mind frame that he wants to be a starting quarterback. I'm trying to, t- okay. I'm trying to tell you. It's, he's going to have that mindset. Just but like, either, just like it, now. I don't know if you've seen the report, but RG3 has that mindset. He still wants to be a starter. Right. But he has – he well, after being – after being somebody's backup for about two seasons, well, you understand no. what I'm saying? He, he was somebody's backup quarterback for two seasons. And we've seen what Lamar Jackson can do. I would be tired of sitting on somebody's sideline too as well. But, I would really get sick and tired of being in the backfield – of somebody else and not being utilized in my talents, getting paid less than shits, sitting okay. on a um, sitting on a bench every day. But just the thing, just like Kaepernick, just like Cam Newton and RG three, all of them want to be starters. But the thing is, what team are they going to go to? Well, like I said, teams, LA, all the teams have starting quarterbacks that are not going to be backups. They're the starting. Well, if you think about it for a minute, for real, for real, let's be honest. Um, well, Joe Burrow took the Cincinnati Bengals. But like I said, Miami is sitting wide the hell open, even with two on the team. Miami is still sitting wide open. I still don't believe that Miami be- is right. He's been cleared. He's been cleared. But I still don't think he's football ready to go in that well, game one situation. That I'm going to be go honest with you. Me. They're looking at Tua for Tua to be the starting quarterback off the break. 
But I'm trying to figure out. I I'm get... trying to figure out how you're going to do that when you have Fitz Magic and Josh Rosen. Fitz Magic and Josh Rosen. We have already seen what Josh Rosen can do, which is hell of and a I'm nothing. Honest, he's garbage. He is garbage. Fitz so, Magic so, is garbage as hell but too. Fitz Magic but Fitz Magic is can a, get you a couple games of but a win. Fitz Magic is a is a veteran. He's a I'm gonna veteran be quarterback I'm gonna be that's been a bum. I'm be honest with you. Since he's been, I'm be honest uh-huh. with you. If you look at this depth chart with them three on it, right? I'm going to let okay. you know off the break. When that depth chart comes out, after they do whatever they got to do as far as you know, football-wise, two is going to be the second string off the break. Exactly. Josh Rosen going to be third string, but, I'm trying to tell you. Because Josh Rosen right. is not. And Fitzmagic will be the starting, he's the starting quarterback. quarterback right now. Because Josh Rosen has approved nothing. We saw, we, we, we saw that when we played them this past season. Josh Rosen was the starter. We saw that when he played right? against, when he played in Arizona. Josh Rosen was the starter, right? In that game against us when we played Miami, he was the starter. We knocked yes. him out. Yes. Because he was garbage. We caught what? Three, four interceptions on him? Correct. So what they do? They put in Fitz Magic. And what happened? Fitz Magic was moving the ball. Fitz Magic turned the he game. He turned the around. whole game around. And we we won by one, but we was close to losing that damn game. So that shows you right there. Yeah, and there. that is very, very much true. That shows you right there, and there. Ryan Fitzpatrick is more reliable than Josh Roof. So at the end of the day, that is with true. Two will be added to the Dolphins. That already just knocked um, Josh Rosen's value back down. Correct. Tua is a is a. But hot, like I said, though, is a hot player coming out of college, and then look what team he played for. So you know he 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 played in that pro ready offense. He played for Alabama. But let me tell you, like. But let me tell you like this though. But hold up though. Let me let me t- let me tell you this thought process though. Tua hurt his hip in Alabama. Okay. Did he not? Yeah, he played in Alabama, but he I- hurt his hip. Yeah, we saw that injury. It was nasty. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is this is Tua in your personal belief? Do you think Tua is game one ready right now? Even though he's been medically cleared to play football. Again, after that hip injury, do you still think he's game one ready today or tomorrow? I mean, if the season started tomorrow, do you think he'd be game one? In ready? my honest opinion, no, he's not ready. He's not ready for the speed of the game. He's not ready. Exactly. He's not ready. So, which, which means so what? Ryan, Fitzpat- mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely going to be the starter this year because he's the mo- so he's mm-hmm. the mo- he's the veteran. So of course he's going to be the starter this year, but. But Tua, but Tua really is not, but Tua is not going to be too. Is going to be pretty much right there behind him. I'm trying to tell you. C- c- come on, because Tua, come I'm telling you, Tua it, is going to show it in this when they start uh, their OTAs or whatever the hell you want to call it. Whenever they start it, I'm trying to tell you, Tua is going to dominate it, and I'm guarantee you, Josh Rosen either going to be out of there or he's going to be moved down to third string. I'm telling you, he's going to be out of there. Period, because Josh Rosen has not shown any growth at all. Period. In the past couple seasons that he's been in the league, he only been in the league two seasons. He started out in Arizona. He was a number. He was one of the number one draft picks in Arizona. It was garbage. He was their first draft. Um, it was garbage. And garbage in Arizona. Came to um, came to Miami. Garbage in Miami. Where else are you going to put this man at? As a third string or a second string quarterback at? Where are you going to put him at? Nowhere. I know what team. What team? Cucamonga Cracker Kills. 
Well, I will put him at Cleveland as the backup to uh 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 um what's that dumb face name up there in uh Cleveland? Come on, Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. I'll put him as a backup at Cleveland or in ba- or in uh Buffalo. His career is over, a- and it's only been three seasons. Hey, you might think I'm terrible for this, but you know who Josh Rosen remind me of? Who? Nathan Peterman. Oh shit, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker said Nathan Peter, but you know who you really remind me of? Shane Matthews. Oh hell, I'm not even bullshitting you? with you. Shane Matthews played one season in the NFL and was gone the next season. Ain't nobody ever heard of a Shane Matthews after the last, that season he played when a uh, 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 coach, um, when the coach from uh, South Carolina came up here. Oh Spurrier, yeah, yeah. Steve Spurrier came up here and changed the type. Um, changed the Changed the whole demographics of the team, uh, logos and everything like that, though. That was the best season we had with um, Liddell Betts and everybody on the team. But Shane Matthews didn't even show up that year. Nobody even ever heard of Shane Matthews until that season. I mean, who the hell even knew who he was after that season? Nobody talks about him no more. He's at it, He's irrelevant now. So Josh Rosen is one of the people that I believe is now irrelevant to any situation now. He's irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. He's irrelevant. So if you put out anybody, Josh Rosen will go away. If you want to throw RG3 down in Miami right now, he will win out the starting job in Miami over Tua and Fitzmagic being on their team. He will win out that job, play one season with them, party, get out of that team. If you start him, if you get him there now, start him out there now with with the Miami Dolphins right now, he could carry that team right now with Fitz, with Fitz Magic being the backup quarterback, put two in as the third string quarterback, let him sit down a season, or uh, let him sit down a season, play with uh play third string for the season, then come back next year, put RG3 as off the team, because you know somebody else is gonna look for a quarterback the next following year to be a backup or a starting quarterback the next following year. You put RG3 in that spot. And you go from there. Let Tua start next season, not this season. Because he's not game one ready. But we're going to see. We're going to see. He's not. I don't believe he's game one ready, bro. I do not think he's game one ready. I will honestly say if he was game one ready, then. He would be like, he'll, he'll be in the same category like Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. He would have never he would have never dropped in a category like he would have never dropped off that top chart. He had been in the first top three quarterbacks that got drafted. And if he didn't get hurt, yeah. Exactly. He'd have been a top three quarterback to get drafted in the league that year. I mean last year, I mean in this draft this year. So in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, Tua is not game one ready just yet. He needs a season to be off. Or at least a half a season to be off. Let's see where the Dolphins go for that half a season. Start him out just like Dwayne Haskins didn't even start the rest. I mean, he didn't even start the first game of the season, which I don't know why. But you let a bum go out there and 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 completely destroy the Washington Redskins in the beginning of the season. Then you try to throw him in there, in and out of the games. You try to just throw Dwayne out there to get get game time reps, basically. Let Tua just go get game time reps like he did Dwayne Haskins. 
and then show you that he's ready to go at the end of the season. Let y'all tank this year a little bit again. Get a wide receiver that he can trust out there, and then you go from there. Uh, we'll see how. Give him a wide receiver. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> but but as far as Kaepernick's situation goes, Cap should have a job in L.A. with the Chargers. He should get that started job in L.A. and let RG3 sit his bum ass over there and sit his ass down in Baltimore on that bench for a minute and see how the season goes. If you want to go somewhere and start, you got to find a team that's willing to take you right now. And for right now, your old coach need a quarterback, which is Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden needs a quarterback deadly and badly. And you're young enough to go out there and play. You're only 30 years old. You're still young enough yeah, to go out there and play. And he ball. does know the system because he had to do it. So Exactly. So take your ass out to Jacksonville. Put but, a phone but call you know to what? agent. Put a phone call to Jacksonville. But you know what? Not to flip this, but that's the case, right? How come Jacksonville ain't trying mm-hmm. to go get Andy Dalton? Well, because Andy Dalton was going to – we all knew Andy Dalton was going to die. It don't him, but. matter. But Andy Dalton knows Jay Gruden's system. So why he didn't go to Jacksonville? Well, because I, I think they're going to try – they were trying to test out Garner Minshew for the – because after what he did last season. What I was going, what yeah, I was going to bring up, we should talk about on the next on the next show. I ain't even going to bring it up Yeah, tonight. we got we – got, yeah, we got we go we go, we could drop more topics on this on the next show though, bro. But um, right now we we're gonna we, um like I said, everybody, we got more commercial breaks coming up on the show. Um, we're bringing out more things on the show. So on the next show, don't be surprised, everybody, that when we say we're gonna take our short little break on our commercial break, that you don't hear some infomercials that come about, or you might hear me and DJ Curry ourselves putting out there um. Mindy, supporting Mindy and the WFTDA from Erica Van Stone, uh, roller derby, ex, the roller derbyist that was on the show. Um, don't be surprised if y'all start hearing some infomercials from us going forward, everybody. But um, DJ Curry, I do appreciate you coming live on the show again tonight, man. It's been the best show ever. Oh, no problem, man. You know, that's what I'm here for. We started this. We're going to finish it. Yeah, exactly, baby. So we're going to finish this discussion on the next show, part three to this discussion here, even though I have no title, no clue what I'm going to title this show, though, but I'll come up with something later on down the road, though. But um, everybody, we're going to end the show off. That's how we started the show off with Mr. Trey Song. Because I'm feeling this song right here. Thank y'all for listening to the Riddle Sports Show uh, this morning. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. This has been DJ Curry, my other host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all, check this out. We're going to do it like we end every other show. We out. We out. Drop the mic. Trey Songz, take us out, baby. And we thank y'all again. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I've been so beautiful. All right, DJ, we out of here, man. We out.